Hello, podcast listeners. This is Eric from the What He Said, She Said podcast with Eric and Michelle. Today we have episode 53. Wow, they are definitely going fast this year. Today we're going to be talking about, as a divorcee in my 50s, I started online dating, and this is what I learned. So Michelle and I both talk about this article. Again, we keep it to a tight one hour for this podcast. Hope you enjoy it. And now on to the show. Hello, hello. This is Eric from the What He Said, She Said podcast with Eric and Michelle. Today we have episode 53. Wow. Look at that. Michelle is hot on it. She's, uh-oh, guest has left. Okay. She was on it. Let's try again. Okay, here she comes in three, two, and one. Hello. Like How you're, I was like you're like you. You couldn't even type ready. You were like Reese. <laughs> I, I was like, okay, I was, she's either she's either rushing or she's drunk. No, so I had that call because I thought it would only be like ten minutes. And um, it was a girl that's doing the Palm Canyon Epic, and she just wanted to talk to me about it. Um, so I figured it'd be ten minutes, and it wound up being twenty-five. So well, she, you mean she's the one who is the promoter of it? No, no, no. She's going with um, the group that I usually ride with on Saturday. Um, <laughs> so she just wanted my take on it. Um, the guy that's leading that ride has done it a couple times, so. Got it. And he's a really, he's an advanced rider. Oh, so, not, a, not an advanced rider. She's got it made in the shade. She's got an e-bike. You know, you know, Maria, you know, Maria uh, was talking about getting an e-mountain bike, you know, because she used one over in uh, Hawaii. Oh, my gosh. So and, much fun. And I said, well, the e-mountain bike is kind of a cool thing, you know, pedal most of the time. And when you need the help, boop, hit the little button. I know. You know what? I kind of want to push myself a little bit further, but I see, I see one in my future for sure. Yeah. Well, especially Uh, if you start riding with like really fast experienced mountain bikers, it's just like, I could see that. Yeah. It's not so much the uphill stuff that I can't keep up on. It's more the distance the technical stuff. Oh. Um, oh, the stuff that's like really rocky. And the downhill. So you shouldn't be which, using the E part on the downhill. Well no, you wouldn't, but it does make it a little bit heavier. So I don't know. Oh well yeah, that's true. But it's just easier when you have an e bike to climb over the rocks. I know. Where bike just goes. We're trying to we're trying to source 60 e-bikes for this trip to japan on the on the hot minute oh yeah because it's i mean it's not i mean this doesn't say anything about the culture but um we're having a hard time finding any rental bikes beyond smalls in japan (laughs) i can see that yeah i I can see that too and so we're we're you know we're having a hard time sourcing mediums and larges and so Boss man's like, hey, we got to see if we can buy 60 e-bikes in the next 30 days. And oh, like, good luck with that. 
Well, it, well, and having him ship to Japan and be there on time. Wow. Yeah. So, what if you have a guy that's six foot, six foot what? two? He's going to need an XL. Well, or the largest you can fudge, but I mean, you can't fudge a small to an XL. No. So no, for sure. Just, did, do you have the article up? I do. I'm ready to rock and roll. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. So the the title is this is this is written from by a woman. It was written a couple of years ago, but I've been trying to look for things that are more in our demo. Yeah. You know, the 50, 50s crowd. Right, right. And this one kind of caught my eye because cuz I think I kind of I kind of did this too because I was 50 and it's like all of a sudden came into online dating and it's kind of like, "Whoa, what the hell's going on here?" I mean, it's like cuz the last time I had dated the last time I dated before that, I was 32. Holy moly. 32 to 50. Big difference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, try 22 to 52. <laughs> I know. 30 years. That's a biggie. I'm, I just got some new shoes, so I'm all happy. What kind so, of shoes? Well, uh, work casual shoes. Uh, Oakley, who makes sunglasses, for a long time made all different kinds of shoes. And then they kind of got out of the shoe game, but now they're back in it. Interesting. So I have, I have now I bought some red suede shoes and now I got me some blue suede shoes. Blue suede shoes. <laughs> yep. So awesome. yeah, they're, they're, you know, really comfortable, uh, can go casual to, you know, going out. You know, just, you know, and, but key is comfortable, you know? Yeah, cool. Yeah. So they're back in the shoe game and I'm I'm happy about that. So, but we're going to get started because I have a hard out in 55 minutes. That's perfect. Cause I got to get my dog who spent the night puking, keeping me up out for a walk. So so when you get to, so when you get down to zero, I really got to leave. Oh, good. I'll pay attention to that. Well, I will too. Well, let's see who's on. Let's see who's listening. Oh, it's Tanya. Oh, oh, we have deleted user. I wonder how the deleted users get to listen to us. Uh-oh. Michelle went mute. Are you there, Michelle? Uh-oh, something, something happened on her end. So I'm going to go ahead and start. So today, the article we have is, As a divorcee in my 50s, I started online dating. And this is what she learned. So she was separated for about three years, which is pretty normal these days. Uh, uh-oh, let me in. Oh. Are you there? Uh oh, I think I lost her. Come back, Michelle. Come back. I think instead of adding you back in, I accidentally kicked you out. Let's see. Well, I'm going to go ahead and start. Michelle, go ahead and log back in. And so this woman was separated for three years. Oh, there she is. 
I have to count her down, though, because Michelle gets very giggly when I count her down. Three, two, one. I do get giggly. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong, but my fingers are doing too much talking. So you got so- you got sausage fingers today. I don't know what the hell. Like I'm like agitated or not agitated, but well, what was weird is that you were you went mute and then then I got another request and then it was you and it said swap guests and I hit swap guests. And, then, and I wasn't there. And then you weren't there either. So I'm like going, well, she's going to be around here somewhere. I got, okay, I got so, anticipating fingers. So go ahead. Separated so, for about three so, years. So Donna, Donna was separated for three years. and After a 16-year marriage. After a 16-year marriage planning a divorce. That's Wow, that's really, that's like right in my wheelhouse. I was a content and confident single 50-something. I remember telling Jane Fonda, wow, she knew Jane Fonda, during a meet and greet that I woke up alone each day, positively beaming, and we high-fived. But after seeing the smile on my face of a colleague who had just met a cute pilot via a dating app, I relented and created an online profile that same day. It had been about 20 years since I'd been on a date. Sounds so familiar. I was apprehensive yet excited at the prospect of meeting a bloke. Okay, so she might be a Brit. Australia. Or or Brit. Or Brit. And yet I was convinced of one thing. I wasn't going to take this online dating caper too seriously. I hear that often. Oh, the Australian seniors. Okay, you're right. She's Australian. Uh, Modern Dating Report found that the people over the age of 50 have started to embrace dating sites, often using them daily, and some have felt more confident about dating than when they were younger. Well, more established. You got, got nothing few, to lose. Got a few bucks in the bank, you know. If it Different mindset. I think yeah. what it has to do, and this has been said of me, uh, on dates before to go, you seem very confident, <laughs> you know, and I'm kind of like, Hmm, that's interesting. It's kind of like, well, I kind of know who I am. Exactly. And I think that's, I think when you get to 50, hopefully you have an idea who you are in this well, life, I- you know? Well, and so, uh, so, oh, some felt they're more confident about dating when they were younger. Many also opt for so-called mainstream apps rather than senior-specific sites. I would agree with that. Some of the senior-specific sites, even though they're, they advertise 50-plus, sometimes most of the people on there are like in their 60s and 70s. And so, yeah. and so if you're like 50, 52... Uh, that can become kind of problem. That can can become a little problematic, especially if you're someone like Michelle and I, who are very active. If you're like an active fifty-year-old, and you're meeting sixty, sixty-five-year-olds, then <clears throat> sometimes that doesn't quite mesh. Yeah, so, you know what? On that note, we should have uh, I, Susan listens to our podcast, and uh, she had met a guy a little bit older than her. She's Susan? been married. 32 years. She's uh, Terry's friend. Okay. And um, she met a guy. He was really nice, but he didn't like to do anything. And he didn't like to do anything active. And she's like, this is not what I want. No, that's a deal breaker. 
So I think they lasted like 10 months and then they broke up. 10 months is a long time. I think so. Well, I think 10 she months was... is a long time to be with someone. I mean, it, you know what's funny is like when I was on fitness singles, when I would, they had, they had different categories, you know, like walking and hiking. and But when someone would, had walking and then it, they, it said beginner, because you could put beginner, <laughs> intermediate, advanced. It's like, what the hell is a beginning, a beginner walker? What does that mean? I stroked out and I'm just coming back. <laughs> I, I thought that was one of the funniest subcategories because you could put whether you were beginner, intermediate, or advanced. So I would always look for people like in cycling who were like intermediate or advanced. Because one yeah. time I made a mistake and this one woman was talking about cycling and you know, like, oh, I love cycling and this and that. And then it turned out like she rode, you know, the proverbial cruiser at the beach. And it's kind of like, oh, that's not the kind of cycling I do. Right. And then they're just like, well, what kind of cycling do you do? It's like, well, long, long, hard cycling. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, and so, yeah. And so it was kind of like, oh, well, I don't do that. And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm acutely aware now. So, yeah. All right, okay. Let's move, so let's move on. I'll take the rest. I'll take the what? next part. Oh, well, I haven't gotten down to, I haven't finished my section yet. Oh, okay. Well, and many, opt, many also opt for so-called mainstream apps rather than senior specific. I would agree with that. If you're 50, unless, unless like knitting and bowling is your, your, uh, <laughs> you know, activity du jour, you know, the, the senior sites might not be the way to go. True that. And I, and I find it weird that over 50 is considered a senior now because yeah, well uh, i don't know about you but i got the aarp i did uh, right before i turned 50. oh heck yeah i i subscribed so i wanted that free free travel tote <laughs> i did not subscribe i did i, I did told not. i totally subscribed because i wanted that free travel tote oh my gosh that I is know. too. i'm funny. a nut you're a nut Okay, and they prefer not to pay for app access when seeking a relationship. My personal opinion is if you are in the process of building your profile and you want to find those right pictures, like stay on the free side of things. But mm -hmm. once you get everything kind of dialed in and, and your mindset is thought, thinking, I want to meet people, pay for the premium access. I go, but don't don't do the Costco Michelle action. <laughs> do the Eric one or three month at the it most. It all depends. It it depends. Quantity, it's quality, not quantity. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so before she jumped on the two different site dating sites, I thought I'd meet someone at a party, encounter someone on a tram, or get introduced by a friend. Eric's always Oh, we met at the grocery store and reached for the mango. You know, doesn't happen anymore. Evidently, a meet cute. Where'd you go? I'm. I lost you. I'm here. Can you hear me now? That was weird. Okay, so I'm gonna go back. So before she jumped on the two dating sites, she thought, I, are, "Is your Wi-Fi on?" 
No. Uh-uh. Okay. So I thought I'd meet someone at a party. It didn't cost me a cent to throw myself into the online mix. I selected a few photos from my camera roll, wrote a brief bio, answered a handful of basic questions. Oh, shoot. I scrolled the wrong way. Uh, and I was live for months in 2019. I trawled the site, sent hundreds of messages. Man, that's a lot. Hundreds of messages. I went on a plethora of dates. I learned how tough it is to meet a genuine person online searching for romance, which I eventually did. The following is an insight into that road that I traveled. It may serve as a helpful guide and a warning. <laughs> so. Yeah. I think hundreds of mess. If you're doing cut and paste messages just to everybody, maybe she was exaggerating. Sometimes well, it I, feels I, like it's been a hundred messages. I no, I genuinely think some people send hundreds of messages, but I think they're I think they're doing the cut and paste. I mean, or if you're doing the hi, how's it going? Or hi, how's your day? It's like, come on, put a little effort into it. You know. Seriously, cut and paste at least something a little more entertaining, or pick something out of somebody's profile. To like, yeah, I grew up. I grew up on the road with my my dad in the circus. I don't know right. something. Right. Ask me the first. Ask I'm me about go on. Do it. I wasn't keen on protracted text messaging. Once there was a match, I decided once we had shared a few thoughts, spoken of our travels, discussed music, movie interests, and entertained each other with witty text banter, it would be time to meet. The first date always had to be in a busy public place, preferably daytime. So I found myself perched at a cool city wine bar on a Sunday afternoon talking to date number one about his second-hand cardigan. He wasn't scintillating, nor was he completely dull yet. He pecked me on the lips and I felt nothing. I am not sure why I agreed to a second date, but within a couple of days, we were dining on sushi. He spoke about himself a lot. A few hours before a third date, we had planned for a movie. I received the fateful message that he just wasn't feeling it. I felt relieved, but confused. Embarrassingly, I asked via text why he decided to end our six day relationship. I wanted details. He didn't answer. A friend emphatically told me that it doesn't matter why. Next. Oh my god. <laughs> That's the first. Well, the the thing about the thing about online dating that's very strange is that you can have a number of one week, two week, one month <clears throat> re, quote unquote I'm doing air quotes relationships. Mm -hmm. But and sometimes that's the path that they meant to be. Right. And it's it's one of those things where that's kind of the nature of the beast. And mm -hmm. that, that also is why when you do meet someone, and even though you're feeling that chemistry and you're feeling, it's like take your time, ease yourself into that relationship. Don't dive headlong in because what you're, goals are whether it's a month a year or five years might not even be on the same page as that person who even be that same person uh who you're talking to absolutely and it happened it happens all the time mm -hmm. or unfortunately and and i mean i think when i first did online dating it's like i went through that where i'd, I'd see someone for like a month or two and then honestly the relationship kind of just 
that was it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's right? like, you know, it's like we're all, okay, this is going to last, this is going to last two months and we're done. And it's just, it kind of just, you know, resolved itself or dissolved itself. Right. And, you know, and so, but there's lots of different factors at play when you're older. Um, one of the, actually, I sent this quote. I sent this quote to one of our, our, our mutual friends today. I said, to be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest accomplishment. Mm. Now, how does that apply to online dating? It applies tremendously. Be yourself. Be true to who you are. Don't try to be something you're not. Or don't right. try to, oh, my God, you know, I, I love... You know, it's like the guy is like said he's really into, you know, tall, skinny, blonde, and I'm not tall, skinny or blonde. It's like, right. well, don't change yourself for that person. Just be your authentic self. And and they are either going to accept you or not. And, and it's one of those things where you have to just trust your gut if your gut's telling you that something's not right with this person, it's trust. It's probably your, true. It's probably true. Trust yourself. Absolutely. You know? Especially. Yeah, and as far as not being yourself, I mean, eventually, first of all, why do you want to ever live under a pretense? And people do. Thirdly, eventually, you're going to fall out of whatever you're pretending to be. So, why bother pretending? Yeah. My take. Yep. Oh, here, here's the, a good part. So, the next section is called the sleaze. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Well, there are some, there are some unfortunately bad bad sides of online dating. So, yeah. the sleaze. I broke a primary rule and agreed to meet date number two at night. Oh. The self-involved artist in mismatched socks went for a slobbery kiss after an hour of chit-chat in a city bar. I fled to the toilet and rang a girlfriend. We decided I'd give him a chance to redeem himself. I explained, I am not a fan of public displays of affection, perfectly reasonable to say, and that I was uncomfortable with what had just transpired. He placed his hand on my leg and continued to rave about himself before suggesting we go back to his apartment nearby. I said no. As we exited, he pinned me against the stairwell wall and slobbered again. It was a brisk good night for me. Ooh. That's yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, that well, sounds like a date my sister was on. Yes. Not, yeah. Gross. I look at these kind of dates or when you get text messages from someone and someone that you're just first starting to chat with, and then it immediately evolves towards sex. Yeah. Bye -bye. You know, before you even met them. And I go, I go, you actually have to thank those people. And someone said to me one time at a dinner party we were at and they go, thank him. What do you mean? I go, he told you exactly who he was exactly. and what he is after. And so it gave you the ability to say, F that guy. I'm, I'm, I'm never going to talk to him or see him again. So yeah. the guy, the sleazy guy who's pinning you up against the wall and trying to kiss you, 
He's telling you exactly who he is and what he's about. Yep. And, and so you have, even though it's a negative experience, you have to look at those things as, well, thank God I found out now yes. rather than later. Yep. So, okay. The, the boar. All right. The boar. For three long hours, we nursed a coffee in Long Ligon Street. It was getting late and date number three was showing no sign of ending his stream of consciousness. He raved about his job. He raved about his family. He had a few hobbies and had dreadful taste in shoes. I was bored beyond words. Once again, I had matched with a bloke that barely asked me a question. After I had to ask to be walked to my car, he stopped to say goodnight, inquired if I like barbecues, and stated that he doesn't want to marry ever again. Did he actually think he was a catch? The next day I texted that I wasn't feeling it. He responded by asking if it was his hairstyle I didn't like. <laughs> that's pretty funny. I mean, that's narcissism at its best right there when you don't even care to ask about another person and anything about them. So that, that I, pass. I, and I and it's something that I've had to get good at is and, and I and I'm still not great at it is active listening yeah is because i'm i'm you know this i'm 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 chatty yeah yes you are yeah i know i'm very chatty so sometimes i have a hard time is coming up what's that the chatterbox is actually coming up the chatter what's the chatterbox oh okay yeah so yeah so i'm a little chatty so sometimes but sometimes i need to be very engaged to be an active listener versus a person who's dominating the conversation. The only hard part for me is if someone is very introverted and they don't like to talk a lot, I can dominate a conversation. But uh -huh. now what I've learned about that side of myself is I choose not to because I want to know more about who they are. Right. And, but I have to do this, I mean, very consciously. I have to, I have to very consciously, I have to very consciously listen. And, and at first, when I first started online dating, I was probably talking 8 million miles an hour, you know, and then, you know, not going well, part of that too is nervousness, a little nervousness. Oh, it's, it's okay to be, it's, I actually, I actually went out with someone one time, it was our first date. And it, it wasn't that warm. And she was like totally like full blown sweating. <laughs> like, wow. Like full blown sweating, you know? And I was just like, and I was, I was like, uh, are you, I was like, are, are you okay? Are you like feverish? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And she was like, well, because we That's had a phone funny. conversation, because we had a phone conversation, she said she was, um, she said she was, uh, nervous, you know, and so, and I said, oh, I go, well, you know, I, it wasn't my intent to, it wasn't my intent to make you nervous at all, and so, you know, she calmed down, she went to the bathroom, splashing water on her face, calmed down, and then realized that, you know, I was just there to have a conversation with her, nothing more, and so, that, you know, it's just, but yeah, it's, it's okay when you first start this process, to be a little bit nervous, you know, it, it's okay it, because it's, oh, 
We have a great listener. We do. Yeah, it's called Get Satan, Get Back Satan Now. Oh my gosh, I see it now. <laughs> I don't know about that one. I'm a There's child some... of God and I'm here to serve the Lord. Interesting. Well, it, it, it sounds like it's a, it's a pun. Maybe. Perhaps. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. So, okay, the next one is the romantic cheater. Hmm, interesting. Date number cheater. four was thoughtful, generous, inquisitive, and intelligent. All good things. There were loads of laughs. He bought me gifts. Ooh. Ooh. Gifts early on might be a might be a red flag. That's a little much. And he was easy company. He was a decent kisser. Good, not slobbery. I went on a two-week overseas holiday and following a stream of wickedly fun written exchanges during my sojourn. She's a good writer. I returned anticipating a lovely catch-up. While still at the airport, he advised me via text that he had been seeing other women and chosen oh. another to get serious with. I felt hurt and duped. He advised me that it was commonplace or rather expected that when online dating, you have several people on the go. Who knew? He was back on the app five weeks later. Now that does happen. Choose Absolutely. carefully. Absolutely. Choose carefully. Yep. Choose very carefully, you know. So it's just, yeah. Uh, yeah, one of those things where, you know, if, you, you know, he can't wait for two weeks, you know, is that going to, is that guy in it for the long haul? I doubt it. Yeah. You know, you know they go on, and especially since he's writing you the whole time that you're on your trip, you know, so. So he's he's keeping he's keeping his tentacles connected to you through messaging, but the reality is, oh yeah, by the by the way, by the way, babe, uh, you know, I uh, I found someone else. <laughs> it's like, oh come on, dude, Just hold in the line. All right, I'm the, gonna read the next two because this one's the, short. The, the chatterbox. The Chatterbox slash AKA Eric Piffin. What? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. All right. Once again, I found myself in a cool bar at night being spoken to. This time it was a decent looking bloke with a tremendously sexy sleeve tattoo. It took two beers and a couple of hours to deduce that we had zero chemistry. I wonder why she's called. He, I mean, it really doesn't talk about much other than. I'm assuming that he just talked about himself the whole time, maybe. maybe. I don't know. She doesn't go into details. All right. The scammers. Scammers are rife. If I was asked to communicate via WhatsApp, that was a red flag. That's what we always talk about, right? If I was asked yep. about my finances, that was a red flag. If I was asked about if I was lonely, that was a red flag. And if the photo was an, of an intensely attractive man, that too was a red flag. I knew <laughs> in my gut that George was too cute to be true. The most fun was an afternoon spent message flirting with a scammer who had used a photo of actor-author David Walliams as his profile pic. There were belly laughs as he relayed he'd taken the photo at the local bakery down the road in South Africa. That's pretty funny. Also very that. scary. It's like, you know, and that, 
we talked about this last week, the reverse image lookup. There is a website called tineye.com, and you can copy and paste any image into tineye, and it will do a, a Google search, basically, of the internet for that photo. So if it's someone is using a photo of someone who's <laughs> prominent, uh-huh. it, it, it will find it easily. And it's kind of like, okay, well, this guy is probably a scammer of some sorts, you know? And, and I always say when, when people seem very elusive in uh-huh. terms of, in terms of communicating when they can communicate, whether they can talk on the phone. Oh no, I can't possibly do a FaceTime after you've, you know, been, you know, messaging back and forth for days, if not weeks on end, it's like, cut them fucking loose. <laughs> it's like, it's like they are delaying and obfuscating for a reason. It's like, you know, if I can't pick the phone up and call you at eight or nine o'clock at night. And so you supposedly I'm doing air quotes, live alone. Uh. Um, there's no reason that you should not be able to pick up the phone. Wow. If you call Michelle at eight or nine o'clock, she's in bed. <laughs> yep. That's great. We're on my way. I'm tapped out mentally. This girl gets up at five 30. You're up earlier than that. I see you online sometimes like four. Nah, not usually. Not usually. Maybe that's your brain. Maybe your brain's online. Someone's my brain online. might be online. I, know. I don't know. Maybe. You never know. Never know. You never know. All right. Go on to the uh, lessons learned. The lessons learned. I like the way I, I like the way she, she spells things. She's totally. I can't believe you didn't even notice by the Sydney Morning Herald. I mean, come on. You were just in. The Sydney Morning Herald. Yes. I, I was in Sydney in November, but we didn't go to Sydney this time. But yes. Follow your intuition. They did have weird vernacular over there, though, which, which was, but it got interspersed with my Kiwi truck drivers, you know, from New Zealand. So they, it, it kind of made things a little odd. Mm. Lessons learnt. Follow your intuition. Don't settle. Ask an inordinate number of questions. Don't share your mobile too soon. I agree with that. Be cautious with who you share your phone number with. If you are extremely worried about someone just blowing your phone up, there are many apps where you can go online and you can get a separate phone number. Um, I highly recommend that to start. And, you know, and if someone questions it later and you, you get to a point where you, you want to be with them and you give them your real phone number, you know, just like, just, Hey, I'm, I'm worried as a female, I'm worried about my safety. So, you know, and they should be okay with that, you know? And so follow your intuition. Don't settle. Ask, uh, meet sooner rather than later. I agree with that completely. You'll save a lot of time and energy, value yourself, be kind, be honest, meet in a public place, Enjoy the process. Know what you want. Don't take it seriously. I also learned not to judge someone purely on their profile photos. Since my current beau of more than a year, 
<laughs> use horrendously unflattering photos on his dating profile. From our first daytime date at an unassuming suburban cafe, we held hands, listened to each other, laughed raucously, and shared dreams. The most significant lesson, don't give up. I'd, I want to go back to that real quick after I finish this. I never thought I'd resort to dating apps, let alone succeed in finding a caring partner by swiping right. I am now at peace with the process and an enthusiastic ambassador for jumping online in quest of love. Donna DiMaio is a journalist and broadcaster. I will put the link to this article, which is the Sydney Morning Herald, on the show notes for episode 53, I'm going to try to have 51, 52, and 53 all done this week because I got a bunch of other stuff going on. But to go back, there is a thing that certain people do where they will intentionally put a very unflattering photo as their first photo. Mm. So they almost put the worst photo as their first photo because sometimes people will click and they'll only look at the first photo before swiping right or left. And so, and then if you go down and scroll through, you know, maybe the half a dozen photos are like, Oh, well, well, wow. Oh, she looks a lot different than that first photo. So, but there are some people, I'm not saying just men, but who swipe right on everything. Do not effing do that. <laughs> it's like swipe left way more than you're swiping right. Absolutely. Because if you just swipe right on everyone, you're like, all of a sudden you match with someone, you're going, how did I match with that guy? Exactly. Oh, remember when you were like turbo swiping, <laughs> turbo swiping right? Well, I was turbo swiping I don't know if it's left or right. I always got that confused. And I do remember a couple times being like, oh, crap. I didn't mean to, I didn't really mean to accept, accept that one. Or like, oh, he was really hot. Why did I hit X? Oh, I went the wrong way or whatever. I know. Oh, no. Guy, he went away. Was, was studs. Oh, <laughs> and he was studly. Had a picture of him at the lifeguard tower down in Huntington. <laughs> Oh, no? no, it was funny. I'm telling you, though, I still remember being on sitting on my gym floor with two of my male clients who were buddies, both were married. You, were you like giving him the look like him, him, him? No, no, they would, they were standing over my shoulder and I'd be like, this is I guess it was on match where you hit that the X button if you didn't want to. And I'm like, Bleh. I can't remember <laughs> making, making all these sound effects. And, oh, and they were making sound effects? No, I was making the sound effects, and they were like, you're terrible. Like, <laughs> you're poor like, guys. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, listen, it's Slim Pickens in Royers Ford, Pennsylvania. Well, that, that is true. That is true. You know, oh, but it's, it's funny. It, but, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully people out there are making wiser decisions by our little podcast. I t it's so funny. I talk to people and, and you know, this, this happens, you know, when they come up and they do the whisper, like I listen to your podcast, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> it's not a secret. 
<laughs> you know, and it, it's it's kind of fu- it's funny when they do that though. You know, they they do the little they'll do the little whisper. You know, I listen to yep. your podcast. so we like that people listen to our podcast. We are not mental health professionals. We are not MFT psychologists. Yes, right. We, not we are therapists. just two regular peeps who a year ago plus decided let's have a conversation with a man and a woman both in our 50s we are about online dating and the the ups the downs the sideways the kooky shit you know and it's and as michelle asked me one time she goes do you think we're gonna have enough content (laughs) and i said Honestly, there is a unlimited amount of content. If you want to go just down the road of red flags and bad dates, you could have a podcast just on that. Mm. You know, That's but we're fair. we're trying to inform people. We're trying to give people hope. You know, like you know Michelle that we had on the the podcast a couple of weeks ago. I I talked her I talked her off the the, the ledge. She was ready to quit online dating, and I, I convinced her to give it another try. Mm. Too funny. I, I I'm still I, I still think it's going to be rather fun when we all go up there to uh, to meet her. So. I know. Well, I don't. I'm not sure if I want to be around for Lighthouse because I might still be en français. <laughs> when is when is Lighthouse entry? Well, I might not be around. I better look. Like, it's the end of September. I want to say it's like the 26th. I'll need to look. I'll need to look at my schedule. I actually, I actually bought, uh, I actually bought a day planner <laughs> for the year because I was just like, oh man, I need to, I need to you keep need track. To see it. Sometimes you just have to have a visual. Uh, totally, and then I keep adding. That's what he said. Yeah. I added the French I added the French Riviera the other day and I was just like, "Oi." Like like that's going to be a good one. So, mm. but you know, can't can't really complain about going to the French Riviera. No, for sure. No, We're going to um, the town of Bone and um we are there for uh, 12 days and then we go to Paris for two. Wow. But I might stay. I might stay another week or two weeks. I don't know what I'm doing yet because I can work from wherever. So why not? <clears throat> well, that, that is true. That is true for you. You know, I'm quite fortunate that uh, all my travels are basically work, which is you know, a positive, you know, and seeing some of the trips that are coming up. I mean, Japan is, is heavily on everyone's mind right now. For me, it's a month away. Mm. And, but then we we keep adding more tours for 2024. So we, we had advertised uh, the uh, French Riviera on Thursday, started taking reservations and we were sold out by Friday. Wow, that's crazy. Totally crazy. You know, so people are people are ready, willing, 
and able to travel. People are itching to travel. They are, and some people have been sitting on their money for the last two, two and a half years. And so yeah. they're, they're ready to, to go have some adventures, which is, I think, really important. Yeah, agreed. So, so, so we, oh, we got some questions. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, Ellen. Oh, Ellen asked us a question. She said, she goes, at this age, we should be more intentional, rather online or in person. Do people date towards having a lifelong partner? Those are questions you need to ask someone. Are they looking for short-term, long-term? You know, if the word hookup or friends with benefits comes into the conversation, they are definitely definitely not looking long-term. Yeah, and I do think, too, it, it depends on how recent the breakup was. And, you know, we always talk about, and I did the same thing when I first got separated and I knew my ex was with his ex-girlfriend from high school. I was like, well, damn, if he's dating, then guess what? I'm going to pop myself on to match. And that's when I think I joined when I was out here in California. Mm. But I honestly, I was totally not ready for anything long-term. And, and even when I met HTG, I was like, yeah, just... I know he's a he's a tall drink of water, but <laughs> <laughs> he's a tall drink of water. But um, no, I think you know you gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta be ready to drop that commitment lifeline when you're ready. And and that may never that may never happen. It to yeah. the degree that it did, you know, back in the day. You know, I I always talk to. Um, my my daughter about this because she's always like, well, well, you know, your daughter is very wise for her age. Oh, she's very. She always she's taught me a lot. I think so because I'm just I, like she just seems very wise for her age. You know, yeah, much much wiser than I ever was at that age. But yeah, I'm like, I what? Why do you need a label on anything? Seriously, like. Why can't things just be right mm -hmm. um, now? If you're looking to get married, and the part the person that you're dating or met has absolutely no intention of that ever, then that's a red flag for you to say, "Okay, this probably isn't the person that I should be with." Um, you know, it's it's all about conversations and and making sure you're on the same page because the last thing you want to do is waste your time with somebody for 14 years. Like my well, brother did. And I, mean, then... I hate, I hate referencing back when <laughs> I went out with someone just, just a couple of times and, and she started guilting me for like going on a bike ride. And it's like, and I, oh, yeah. I, Bye. I pumped the brakes hard <laughs> on that one fast absolutely you know because it was like okay so every time i walk out the door i'm gonna get guilted yeah you know and it's like yeah this is not gonna work out you know and she was kind of shocked by that but i think i made the right decision i yeah. listened to my gut and it was just and it was the manner in which she it was the manner in which she said it too it was just you know oh you'd rather go on a bike ride than spend time with me it's like Whoa! It was like this is this is not good because 
I go on bike rides, not Saturday and Sunday, but I, one day of the weekend, I'm usually on a bike ride. Mm-hmm. And you are too, you know, yeah. and it's, and, but it's one of those things where if the person you're with is guilting you about that, that's a bad thing. Absolutely. You know, it's like, it's like we are not on the same page. Yeah, for sure. And, and so, <clears throat> you know, and so I, I chose, I said early, I said, well, I, you know, I wish you luck. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm cutting the cord right now after, you know, three dates. And great. she was just like, what, like, what are you talking about? And it's just like, yeah, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna play that. I'm not gonna play that. It's like that is, that is not cool. I mean, I, I would never do that to someone I was seeing if they had something that they enjoyed and loved to do. Right. I would never, you know, cut them off at their kneecaps and say, "Oh, well, gee, you you like doing that more than you you want to be with me." It's like they don't have anything to do with each other. Yep. Exactly. It's and I think it's important when you're older, once you're established and you have these things that you love to do. Mm-hmm. If my my ex, she specifically said, "I know you're a bike rider," and she goes, "I will never ride bikes with you." Mm. And that's okay. And right? I said to her, and I go, "That's okay." Right. I said, "That's okay." That's what my, my ex used to say. I'd be like, oh, yeah, um, you know, maybe someday I'll pick up golf, but that doesn't mean that I want to golf with you, <laughs> you know, like all the time. Um, you know, it might be just a thing that we maybe do on occasion together, but you need to go be with your boys and I need to do my own thing. Yeah, so. I, I was a, I golfed a lot when I lived in Pasadena. And I would constantly have female friends come to me and say, oh, you know, can you teach me how to golf? And, I, and then I would always ask them specifically, why, why? Do you learn? Yeah. And then if they said, oh, well, my husband goes off on Saturdays with his friends. Let him go. I, I want to join in and be part of that group. And I'm like, no, you don't. Mm-mm. It's like he is intentionally golfing to get the hell away from you. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, and if and if you show up and you're part of his foursome mm-hmm. with his buddies, they can't be themselves. They can't be out there drinking and smoking cigars and doing what everyone does on a golf course. They can't be themselves. Absolutely. And and, you, and he's going to be. The, the guy who brought his wife, who mm-hmm. ruined everything. Right. Yeah. That's I had another friend, and again, very different situation. She was not married or dating anyone. And I go, why do you want to learn how to golf? And she says, because the only way I'm going to be able to move up the corporate ladder is if I go on these golf outings with the the guys. Yeah. In the That's corporate environment. True. You know, and, you know, and it's, it's that, that glass ceiling. And that's like one of the ways they keep a lot of women out is they go and they, oh, hey, we're going on a, we're going on a golf trip. Oh, I don't golf. Oh, well, mm-hmm. oh too bad for you. Yeah. 
you know, and that's that's how you get that one-on-one time with the the CEO or the VP or whoever's position you're you're eyeing. Yep. And so that that's when things like that are important. Yeah, for sure. So, but but hey, this was a good article. I like this one. Short, concise, perfect for Michelle. Uh, it was perfect for me. It held my attention. <laughs> But there's uh, a, another article going, it made us feel lighter. Could this app be the secret to happily ever after? <laughs> hmm, what is this app, I, I say? It's a relationship coaching app. I'm actually trying to get some of these uh, influencers on Instagram and Facebook to come on with us. Uh-huh. But, man, those are, hard, those are hard little nuts to crack. So yes, I, I, send them, I send them links to our, our podcast, like, like, hey, you know, we've been doing this for a while. Just be interesting to have someone with, you know, a, a decent following, you know, and what's that like? I mean, having to create content every day. I mean, well, you know this. Uh, you're, yeah. You're creating content <laughs> every day, but but yours is yours is fitness oriented. Yeah. But, you know, what being a person who's giving people advice, you know, for relationships online, that's got to be a tough one. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you think about it, there's so much noise out there. For sure. There's so many people out there talking. And it's like, who do you listen to? Yeah. Who do you, you know, who do you listen to? And so, you know, that's. That would be interesting to get one of those. I'm, I'm, I keep messaging them, so we shall see. Hopefully, hopefully one of them will drop soon. Yeah. But oh, someone, there's another question. Oh, hold on. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's a, uh, it's someone who's listening actively right now. But uh, I'll answer them on the side. But I'm gonna cut it short because I have to be somewhere at six thirty. All right. And you have to walk Daisy probably. I do. Where is Daisy? I haven't heard a bark. Uh, you know what? She I don't know where she is. She has not been feeling well. Oh. Um, so That's not good. Uh, yeah, I know she's she is basically well, she was up all night puking. That's no good. Well, sometimes that is good. No, I mean, it's not good for me. Getting the bad, well, getting the bad mojo out of the system. Oi, I I got no sleep. Uh oh, that's so not good. It was not fun because you know me. You got to get that. I'm the same way. It's like I need to, I need to get some some sleep, and sleep can be elusive for me at times, and so I have to be very cautious. Uh. My office, I put a clock right over my desk so I can keep an eye on it. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, I, because if I get kind of locked into doing stuff online, you know, hours can vanish quickly. Yeah. Well, you know that. Yep. That's for everybody. For sure. And then, you know, you start going down these rabbit holes of social media and it's like, oi. Time can yeah, really I to do that. That's no good. No good. No good. So no I'm going to let no you good. go. We're going to call right. it a night. Enjoy your evening. Uh, right. So have some fun selling your 
your uh, phone. Yeah, well, the guy's sending it overseas. I already reset it. It's ready, good to go. It's like <clears throat> the only bad thing about selling an iPhone on Facebook Marketplace is all these crazy, ridiculous offers. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll give you a hundred bucks for it. And then I just reply back, no. Right. <laughs> and then yeah, I'm trying to sell a rack, bike rack. Yeah, and then they're like, what do you mean no? <laughs> no means no. What do you mean? What do you mean no? What, what does no mean? Ay, ay, ay. You know, <laughs> it's just, this is part of my uh, evolution of keeping clutter out. I'm trying, so I got a nice new iPhone. I still have an old 6S as mm -hmm. kind of a emergency backup phone. Yeah. You know, and, but it's like, okay, if I just let this iPhone sit on my desk, it'll be here in a year. Might as yeah. well sell it, get some, get some value out <laughs> of it, you know, and, and just have it move on. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. So, but Definitely. hey, I'm going to say good night. All right. Good night. I know we're riding on. Saturday because Sunday it's supposed to rain. I'm over this Southern California. Oh, it's supposed to rain tomorrow, oh, Wednesday too. Lies. Never rains in Southern California. That's a bunch of bullshit. I'm thinking. I'm, I'm going to see if I... rain Sunday through Thursday. Yeah, I'm going to see if Maria is available on Thursday for a ride in the afternoon. Yeah, I haven't checked temperatures. The problem with riding in the afternoon, at least down here, is down here. Over it's windy. Here, it's windy. I know. I know it's windy. So. But the, uh, the good thing is it's not getting dark till 7. I started going to Maria's uh, Dr. Yang. Oh, yeah. Dr. Needles. Yes, Dr. Needles. I got, I got a nice cupping bruise on my shoulder did, did you get any acupuncture i got acupuncture then cupping and then he did uh active release therapy and i really felt pretty darn good after he was done and then um i did that that mountain biking ride that was pretty intense um and got just so stressed like jacked in between my shoulder blades and my traps. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens because I feel like I'm all jacked up again. And then uh, my, I had a pretty, a pretty good fall and jacked up my ankle a little bit. So. Well, uh, yeah, I, I hurt my knee earlier last week, and I wasn't even sure if I was going to ride yesterday. And they were flying yesterday, and I was just like, I couldn't ride that fast. But I was just happy I was able to ride 60 miles. So, but. Yeah, you know, I'm not, uh, the distance and the, the speed, I got to, I got to build myself back up to that. And honestly, I think for me right now, because I am going to go into a cut phase again. Um, so I'll have more than my two-pack. Alexa, uh, stop. 
I sent an and, alarm so that I knew when I had to leave. Oh. So anyway, I can't be riding long distance like that. So I'll be probably doing the 40 to 50 milers mostly. Yeah, that's what we're probably going to do. But um, we're getting, are you going to, you're not going to do the Malibu Century? Probably not, just because I don't want to do 100 miles. Um, you don't, you don't want to ride 100 miles? No, I think I'll probably be, probably be in a, a pretty good deficit. And I don't want to jack up my my quads again. So, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm still on the fence, but I'm leaning towards probably not. Got it. 100 miles. I think you only need to do that a couple times in your lifetime. <laughs> you guys are nuts. <laughs> I know. 100 miles. That's crazy. That's crazy talk. It is fun. I know. But it, anyway. It, All right. Well, you better get going. I am. And, and uh, uh, I wish everyone, this is Eric from the What He Said, She Said podcast with Eric and Michelle. And we're wishing everyone a wonderful evening. And thank you for listening to our show. Enjoy the daylight. And if you have any questions, there is a way to send us questions or messages. So feel free to send us messages. And uh, we appreciate them. All right. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye. Hello, podcast listeners. That was episode 53. Michelle and I were talking about, as a divorcee in my 50s, I started online dating, and this is what I learned. We're going to go ahead and put a link to the article in the show notes, and hopefully you enjoyed our discussion. And now a word from one of our sponsors. Hi, my name is Michelle. I'm a certified personal trainer and wellness coach. I've been in the fitness industry for 28 years and began combining my R3 method with personal training in 2020. I believe through making changes in your lifestyle, you can thrive versus just survive during peri and postmenopause. Until perimenopause, I was able to control my weight through exercise and eating healthy food. During this time, I had many life stressors that were affecting my emotional and physical self. Several months after my 52nd birthday, I hired my own accountability and nutrition coach as I had felt fluffy and stuck with a middle-aged belly and just downright exhausted. I didn't know how to move forward and felt like I needed someone to guide me and hold me accountable. I was ready for change at any cost. What ensued was a mind-body transformation, 18 months of an adventure and education in what my body needed as a menopausal female, focusing on all areas of health, a long, hard look at my nutritional needs, the way I was working out, my sleep, my activity level, my water intake, and learning how to manage stress. The result, 29 pounds lost and 13% body fat gone, restored energy and sleep, stronger workouts, and a passion to help other women do the same. If you are like me, don't hesitate to reach out. You can find me on Instagram at Coach Michelle with one L, M Fitness, or go to my website at www.mfitnessforlife.com.